Jesus into your home on the Sabbath day to eat bread? Is there something wrong with that? We are the chief Pharisee, and Jesus is our enemy. He's trying to make of no avail our teachings and influence. I intend to observe him very carefully. Perhaps I can find something that others have overlooked. Something that can be used to stop him. Even death? I think the Romans would permit it if we insisted. Yes. I shall ask him many questions, try to trap him into admitting something that, by our law, is worthy of death. Yes, I, I think we have a beautiful home. I am sure, though, that God loves beauty. 
Everything he made was beautiful. The mountains, the valleys, flowers, trees, grass, everything perfect and beautiful. <laughs> the father loves all things beautiful and good. This man? Mm, oh, him? Uh, he, um... Uh, he is ill, has some sort of dropsy. Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? I say unto thee, from this day forward, let thy dropsy be healed. I am healed. Oh, Lord, I thank thee. Go thy way. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, thank you, my Lord. Hmm, this is the Sabbath day. Thou didst work. And thou hast broken the law. Which of you shall have an ox or a sheep that has fallen into a pit and will not straightway pull him out on the Sabbath day? Jesus noticed that many who had been invited to the Sabbath supper took the best places and were later moved into the lesser places to make room for the more honored guests. And then he spoke a parable to them. When thou art invited by any man to a wedding, Sit not down in the highest place, lest a more honorable man than thou hast been invited. The host shall come to thee and say, Give this place to a more honorable guest, and thou shalt in shame occupy the lowest place. But when thou comest to a wedding feast, sit down in the lowest place, that when the host cometh he may say unto thee, Friend, go up higher. Then shalt thou have worship in the presence of them that sit at meat with thee. For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Complete silence met these words of wisdom. Then turning to his host, the chief Pharisee, Jesus said, When thou makest a dinner or a supper, call not thy friends, nor thy brethren, neither thy kinsmen, nor thy rich neighbor, lest they also make a feast for thee. Thou hast gained nothing. But when thou makest a feast, call the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee. Thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Again, Jesus spake unto them a parable, saying, A certain man made a great supper as a wedding feast, and invited many to... Stuart! Yes, master? Were many guests invited to my son's wedding supper? A great many, master. Have any arrived? No, master. They await word. Send runners at once, informing all that the feast is ready. Yes, master. Oh, I'm sorry. Go tell your master that I've just purchased a parcel of land and must go see it. I pray thee, have me excused. I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. I have just married a wife, therefore I cannot come. As you can see, unexpected visitors are here. I cannot come to the wedding supper. Please, have me excused. None of them would come? They all had excuses, Master. Well, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city. 
and bring hither the poor, the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. I took the liberty, master. It is already done, and still there remaineth room at the table. Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of these men which were invited shall taste of my supper. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Do not wait until some deed of greatness you may do. Do not wait to shed your light afar. To the many duties ever near you now be true. Brighten the corner where you are. Brighten the corner where Jesus are. Brighten the corner where you are. Someone far from harbor you may guide across the bar. Brighten the corner where Someone far from harbor, you may guide across the bar, right in the corner where you are. So let the sun shine in, face it with a grin. Smilers never lose, frowners never win. So let the sun shine in, face it with a grin. Open up your heart and let the sun shine in. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Every day I let my little light shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm gonna let it shine. Every day I'll let my little light shine, shine, shine. Right in the corner where you are. Right in the corner where you are. Someone far from harbor, you may guide across the bar. Right in the corner where you
Okay, okay, everyone. Settle down. Let's settle down now. The first meeting of the New Kids Bible Club is now in session. I'm glad to see you guys here this evening, and I'm looking forward to exploring God's Word with you. Is there food? What did you say, Henry? Is there food? You know, stuff to eat? Someone told me there'd be food. Well, we'll have lots of the bread of life from the Bible. I'd rather have pizza. Actually, you bring up an important point. I do? Yeah. When you haven't eaten for a while, what happens to you? He gets grouchy. Kind of like now. (laughs) (laughs) That's only normal. The human body needs nourishment. When it doesn't get enough, it becomes worried and starts to make you feel, well, grouchy. Henry is always hungry. (laughs) (laughs) The very same thing happens to your mind when you haven't had enough of the bread of life from God's word. Your mind gets hungry. You start feeling more worried than you need to be, more fearful of things, more angry at how the world is treating you. Perhaps you know people like that. They're just mad all the time. What they need is the bread of life straight from the Bible. They need some beautiful promises to make them feel better or a word or two of encouragement from the lips of Jesus himself to let them know that they're not alone. That's what you find in the Bible. Words that fill you up with joy. That's why we're here. Okay, okay. Bread of life. Got it. Then can we have pizza? (laughs) (laughs) I think there's some food in the refrigerator left over from Sabbath potluck. Maybe next week I'll have someone bring some sandwiches. Is everybody here grouchy? Yes, yes, I'll bring sandwiches, lots of sandwiches. Jesus wants to be our friend. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Waiting for Charles, as told to Michelle Down. Bring, bring. The phone rang, and Beck and I dived to get it, but Dad beat us to it. Hello, he said. We wandered into the kitchen and turned on the tap. Now was a good time to get a drink and listen to the conversation at the same time. Uh-huh, yes. Dad is the strong, silent type, and this conversation was obviously going to be one of his more silent productions. Okay, sure. We drank our water slowly and tried to guess who could be on the other end of the line, but Dad gave nothing away. Okay, bye. Dad hung up the phone, and we pounced. Who was it, Dad? What did they want? It was Mom, he replied. Dad started walking to his office, but we pestered him with more questions. What did she want? Why did she call? What did she say? She said she's bringing Charles home. Dad smiled a mysterious little smile and walked into his office, but we were confused. Charles? Who's Charles? Why is Mom bringing Charles home? Where's he going to stay? But Dad just shrugged ever so slightly and turned his back to us. It was obvious he was not going to share any more information. I started to picture in my mind what Charles would be like. He'd be tall and handsome, of course, charming and smart, too, and interested in me. Perhaps Mom was bringing him home to meet her two beautiful daughters, but he would be smitten by me. I just knew it. I glanced at Beck and saw a dreamy look in her eyes. Uh-oh, she was thinking the same thing, but about her. Beck, I hissed. We'd better get the house cleaned. Beck snapped out of her daydream and looked at me. We both raced for the cleaning closet. I grabbed the vacuum cleaner while she snatched the broom and a bucket. We vacuumed, swept, mopped, and dusted. Then we fluffed the cushions, arranged the flowers, and straightened the curtains. There was so much to be done, and we wanted to make sure everything was just perfect for Charles. The place looked spotless by the time we were finished. Your hair looks a mess, Beck, I whispered. Better get ourselves looking good. We hurried to the bathroom. I changed into my favorite blue blouse, the one that set off my blue eyes to perfection. I smiled at the mirror as I brushed my blonde hair. Beck pulled on a light mauve top and flicked her dark brown hair out of her eyes. I had to admit she looked pretty good, too. We strolled into the living room, trying to act calm and natural. But inside, I was all tensed up, and I was pretty sure Beck was, too. It was nearly time for Mom to get home from work. Soon, we'd meet Charles. She's here, Beck called out at last. We peered anxiously through the curtains as Mom's car came slowly up the drive and stopped near the front entrance. Her door opened and she climbed out. Then she went to the back and opened one of the rear doors. Why would Charles be sitting in the back seat, I wondered. Our noses pressed hard against the window now. Mom reached in and brought out a big box covered with a blanket. I looked at Beck and Beck looked at me. What was going on? We opened the door and Mom staggered in. I've got a surprise for you, she chirped, lowering the box to the floor. She whipped away the blanket and we peered inside. Charles is a rabbit? Beck gasped. Oh, isn't he gorgeous? I purred as I lifted out the most adorable bunny with fluffy fur and droopy ears. He was so tiny that he fit comfortably in both hands and he felt warm and soft. I saw him in the pet shop and thought you girls would like him, Mom said, smiling. There's a hutch in the trunk. We'll keep him in the backyard. Thanks, Mom, we chorused, but we didn't dare look at each other. 
I could feel the laughter bubbling up inside me, and I knew it would erupt if I caught Beck's eye. Dad really had us going, I sputtered to myself as I tried hard not to burst out laughing. As I lay in bed that night, I started thinking about getting ready for Charles. Would I have gone to that much trouble if Charles had been Jesus? Would I have been waiting for him with the same joy, with the same excitement and eagerness? Was Jesus as important to me as Charles had been? Jesus, I want to love you more than I loved Charles, I whispered as I smiled again and drifted off to sleep. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. Podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.